So it was a huge culture shock. Um, It was huge class shock, I'm sorry, because I wasn't used to that. And it was like, wow. But I think also it was even more of a class shock because the students whom I had became friends with were accustomed to that. And I was not. Mm -hmm. So it was... You know, they're carrying around Givenchy purchases or Givenchy, however you want to pronounce it, <laughs> purses to dinner. And I'm like, mm, you know, <laughs> so, and so it was just like very different. Hello, hello. Welcome to Young Gifted and Abroad. Perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because I have my friend Justin as the guest. And Justin, I have to say, you are a gem because this interview took us like two or three weeks to do. Um, <laughs> because the first time we were doing really well, and then Something was going on with my computer and and it got cut short and then I thought I lost the recording and it turns out I didn't, um, thankfully, and so we rescheduled so we could finish the conversation and then that time he was having technical issues so it didn't work so we had to reschedule again and finally the third try we were able to continue uh, to pick up where we left off and throughout that whole time uh, Justin was so accommodating and was so um determined to make sure we could finish this thing (laughs) so uh thank you so much for your patience and your flexibility justin um i really really do appreciate it and um, justin he studied abroad uh, twice in undergrad he went to um england twice first uh, he spent uh, some time in london and then the second time he went he was at cambridge and uh, and then um, he's currently a, a grad student uh, in D.C. at Georgetown. And this summer he spent a week uh, in Ireland. So that was his third study abroad experience. You'll hear about all those and the the, the different uh, challenges that he faced when he was there, especially the whole, um, you know, a lot of culture shock and class related um, shock that he experienced while he was at Cambridge. Um, but also just a lot of the, the lessons he learned about the world and about himself. Uh, throughout his um, his travels, so I really hope you enjoy it. He's a real sweetheart. He's also, before I forget, um, started his own organization called Black Boys Go to College Too, where he um, helps to increase college and university enrollment, uh, especially in his hometown of Kalamazoo. Um, so, and he touches on that as well. So, um, like I said, he's a really sweet dude. Uh, I really hope you enjoy hearing what he has to say. And um, with that said, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Justin Gardner. All right. Okay, well, hi, Justin. How are you this morning? (laughs) I'm doing well in yourself. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um... Wow, how's your summer been going? How's your week been? Like overall, how are you? How how have you been doing lately? I've been doing pretty good. My summer has been um, pretty hectic. Uh, just very busy with school and trying to travel and balance coming home to Michigan to see my family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this week has been okay as well but overall it's been pretty good what about yourself oh i can't complain uh you know doing this podcast is kind of like the thing i've been preoccupied with most of the summer and it's going a lot better than i expected so i can't i can't complain that's good yeah um i'm really glad that you took the time uh or you agreed to be a guest on the show um i really uh, i'm especially glad because i um i just don't have enough dudes yet that i know who (laughs) (laughs) who have um you know men of color who've you know done this sort of thing so i'm really glad to have you for that and then also you being us both being from you know uh madison at msu you know and then you just came you just finished doing something pretty cool um thank you this summer so yeah i was really excited to be able to talk to you today um thank you and so before well why don't we start with you introducing yourself for anyone who's not familiar with you or the type of work you do um why don't you go ahead and say whatever it is that you want to say about yourself okay well my name is justin gartner um i recently graduated from michigan state university james madison college with a bachelor's in social relations and policy um, I'm currently a graduate student at Georgetown University pursuing my master's in public um, affairs and um, living in Washington, D.C. Additionally, I have started an organization in my hometown of Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's called Black Boys Go to College Too. And it's really just a um, nonprofit which seeks to increase the enrollment rates of African American men in universities and colleges um, because Kalamazoo is has the Kalamazoo Promise, which um, grants students who graduate from Kalamazoo Public Schools um, funding to go to college Mm. if it's in Michigan. However, there has been a low enrollment of African-American men. And so since I think I've had a successful um, college career thus far, I wanted to just give back, whether that is advice, whether that is um, proofreading someone's paper, whether that is giving money if I can, um, to encourage them to go to school and recognize that you can be both black and brilliant. Mm -hmm. So um, that's really all that I've been doing. I haven't been working due to me moving, Mm -hmm. um, recently moving to D.C. and starting school, but I really hope to um, get into Congress and work there and maybe eventually run for public office of some sort. Wow. Wow. Lots of good things going on for you. Um, Thank that's you. Wonderful, and um, it's it's also really good. It seems that you're really um, uh, dedicated to like mentorship or you know leading um, other young black men along. Um, do you? Was there any um, particular thing that led you to want to start your organization or to you know mentor young people? Were there like mentors in your life who kind of um, I don't know I guess inspired you or lit the fire in you to want to do the same? Well, I think that my initial, uh, what initially intrigued me to actually start the organization was growing up, I remember that 
one, I was a nerd, and my, I'm the baby, and my brothers were always into sports, and I recognized how praised they were for that, but, I mean, they didn't really do that well in school. Mm-hmm. However, on my side, um, I didn't really get praised for being smart until the end of high school, where everybody is, you know, kind of scattering trying to figure out what life is going to be like post high school and some people are going to college and some aren't Mm -hmm. and so then I think that's where especially in the black community we begin to acknowledge the smart black boys Mm -hmm. and that kind of um, intrigued me to want to but then also once I went to Madison and I seen the low numbers of (laughs) African American men I'm like okay and then I think it was my final um, class in Madison, my senior sem, it was on education, higher ed. And I did my research on African-American men in the school-to-prison pipeline and higher education. And I started looking at statistics. And that is something that really intrigued me. And I think that during my research, actually, I know during my research, one of the reasons why there's a low enrollment is because a lot of them don't have people to help guide them through the process of applying to college Mm -hmm. or um, they don't have financial help. And so I just wanted to give all that I have obtained from my process or my journey back to someone else so where I may have messed up they won't have to mess up mm-hmm. or you know what I do well in maybe they can do exceptional in so yeah. those are the three things that actually um, prompt me to start my organization wow that's wonderful that's wonderful Thanks. and I like that um, your academic research um, like you took that and put it into practice in a way that's helpful to um, that target population. Like it wasn't just, um, you didn't just leave it at like theory or research, like in the academic bubble, you like took it and, and um, made something out of it that's practical for like everyday people or, you know, young black men that, um, that you really have a heart for. So I think that's, that's really great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, also, I had a question. So, at Georgetown, are you doing, like, two... Are you doing, like, a JD and a Master's at the same time? Or am I thinking about someone else? I might be no, confused. No, that was the plan. Okay. But I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to... And then, additionally, I know that practice in law is not as lucrative as it once was. Really? So, I didn't want to invest so much yeah. into practicing you know, something that really didn't profit me anything in return as much work as I was putting into. Mm -hmm. But I'm currently just focused on my master's work and I have kind of postponed that. Yeah. uh, Deferred it, I guess you can say. Okay. uh, For later. Because I didn't want to, since I just graduated from undergrad, I didn't really want to take on all of that. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's all right. You know, I was just curious because I, I thought I remembered you doing both and then you didn't mention it. So, but I totally get, you know, grad school is, well, obviously I don't know from experience, but from what I hear, grad school is difficult enough and you're moving yes. to a new place. Um, 
and in DC of all places, like I'm sure there's a lot of things that you have to deal with. So, you know, um, not wanting to overload yourself is probably the better decision in the long run, even if you maybe can't um, uphold, you know, the plans that you had initially, you know, you're still doing you're still doing it. You're still in grad school at Georgetown pursuing a master's degree. So that's plenty, you know. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> no Thank worries you. there. Um, okay. So let's see. I think I remember you posted on Facebook. So you just spent some time in Ireland, right? Yes. And that was your third time studying abroad. So you studied abroad twice while you were at MSU, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you um, so, talk about those? Like, what was the what was the first like study abroad experience that you did? The first one I did was my sophomore year. Um, it was to London, mm-hmm. and it was a post study abroad. So we did the majority of the work um, at MSU, mm. and then a week after finals, we flew to London. And we were there for, I want to say, two weeks mm-hmm. and did some of, did research there and visited the parliament and other cool things as well. So that was my first one. And how I initially was introduced to it was through a professor. Um, I did not know what studying abroad was. <laughs> um, I went to... I think the first time I ever heard of studying abroad was the summer before my freshman year. Mm. Um, they had sent out a pamphlet of students going to, about students going to Brazil. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have known. I would have loved to go. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, not for real. So um, <laughs> at the end of my freshman year, my professor, who I'm really close with, she emailed me um and CC'd another professor who was over the actual study abroad to um, tell me about the study abroad and tell him that he should um, consider, you know, letting me go. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I don't know, you know, money. But the thing was that it was was very cheap compared to the other ones. Mm -hmm. So uh, she and I won scholarships to go. So that was my first one. And then I went... I got accepted the second time I got accepted into two study abroads. It was one to Amsterdam and then one to Cambridge. Now, the thing was Cambridge was the most expensive study abroad in the UK, mm-hmm. England. Um, but it was very different because I would be actually traveling alone. And I wouldn't be going with MSU faculty. I would literally live on Cambridge um, in Cambridge dorms, mm-hmm. be taught by their professors, and be graded by their professors. So I was an actual student at the University of Cambridge. Wow. And um, I got introduced to that because I was somewhat, I believe, ahead in my coursework. And so I'm like, well, I would love to go study abroad again, but I don't want to go back to England. And um So that's why I looked up Amsterdam. But then I said, well, England, Cambridge, that would look really good on my resume. Mm -hmm. And it would stand out a lot more to say I was an actual student there. And I was taught by their professors and graded by their professors. And I think it aligned more with my coursework. And so I just decided to go to Cambridge. I was there for a whole month. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then my last study abroad, which I just got back from, was Dublin, Ireland. And I got connected to that one through orientation. When I first went to the Georgetown orientation, they had talked about various study abroads. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of kept it in the back of my mind, like, I want to go, I want to go. And they were saying that they were going to go to London at first. And I'm like, well... You know, I was still studying abroad in my master's, but I guess the location had changed mid-semester, and they were going to Dublin. And so I applied. I hadn't heard back from them in a couple of months, and then I received an acceptance letter mm-hmm. um, to study abroad at Trinity College of Dublin in Ireland. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so impressive thank you i don't think so but thank you so much oh oh, you're welcome yeah i mean trinity college and cambridge like those are some really prestigious places not that prestige is everything or um but you know it's it's uh an accomplishment that you were able to you. you know get in and and do what you did so okay um trying to think of where i want to go with this so Let's see. So London was the first one. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, I'm sorry if you mentioned this already. What was, like, the focus of that program? Like, what did you study while you were in London? We studied healthcare. Okay. All right. So yeah. there are different you... policies. Comparing and contrasting between the U.S. and the U.K. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So were you in class every day, or were you, like, visiting different, like, facilities and organizations how was that structured on like a day-to-day basis um to be honest I rarely remember being in class okay um I remember having assignments reading articles and then like doing a quick um comment on it um through a website or something that we had but I rarely remember being in class the majority of the trip was us going to various places so for instance one of our field trips we went to a hospital to see what their hospital looked like and talk to someone who um i don't think i think she managed the hospital i can't remember her position within the hospital but she talked about their healthcare system and um then another Um, field trip we went inside the parliament and we got to see um i think it was a case actually going on at that time i can't remember what case it was it was a while ago Mm -hmm. so that was it was really just field trips we were rarely in class Mm -hmm. and then post the study abroad we had a 12 page paper we had to turn in okay so you had like the class, which was during like the spring semester, then you had yeah. the study abroad experience in London, and then you had to write about um, like what you learned during your time in London after you came back. Basically, okay. yes. Interesting. <laughs> okay. And um, had you? You said you hadn't uh, really heard of like studying abroad before, like um, like before going to college. Had you? So had you not um, been out of the country before? I mean, had you been to Canada? I feel like most of us in Michigan have been to Canada, but had you been? I actually hadn't. Oh, you hadn't. Okay. I had not been nowhere. So I flew from Canada 
to the UK.、Uh-huh. So that was the first time I ever went. Okay. All right. So going to London, that was your first time ever venturing out of the country. Yes. Wow. Okay. How did you feel about that at the time? To be honest, looking back, I was very scared.、Uh-huh. I remember waking up. In the middle of the night and having really bad anxiety.、Mm. Uh, when I initially got accepted, I was very excited, but I was accepted almost a year before I would take off、mm. uh, okay. to go to London.、Mm. And I was nervous because I was speaking about it with my family, particularly my grandfather, and、um, who had been abroad. He's been to Italy, Germany, Germ- Germany France. And、um, Austria and various other countries.、Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, yeah, because post the study abroad, I didn't come right back to the US. I went to Italy. Ooh, nice.、So、he was telling me,、um, you know, they don't really like black people over there. <laughs> you know, they don't like well... the. <laughs> they don't like black men. And I was, for me, I'm very overdramatic. Mm. So, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to kill me when I get over there. They're、oh, going to、no. hang me. Like, it、oh, was.、No. <laughs> yeah, so I was very nervous. And I remember driving to the airport with my parents, and I almost wanted to cry because I kind of didn't want to go anymore. I was、mm. like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Because even, like, I've been,、uh, I've been abroad a few times. Um, for you know, academic purposes and otherwise. And it's like, I, I'm always thinking about like, outwardly like, going to other places and getting out there. But every time I actually have to fly there, I get so nervous. Like,、yes. Even if it's something that I really want to do or something I've been looking forward to for a long time, like,、oh, I can't wait to go to this country and experience stuff. Yes. That, that day that I fly is just like nerves on like a hundred percent. Like, I, like <laughs> yes, without fail. It's like, I don't know, it's just so interesting. Like, even when you are looking forward to something and wanting to do something,、um, you know, as far as travel goes, that's something that I always do is I get just so nervous the day of. And maybe、yes. even that first day once I arrive, because it's like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I can't go back <laughs> home. Should I try、exactly. to go back home? Like, what should I do? <laughs> exactly. But then after that, it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. This is what it is now.、Better. Huh? And you feel a little bit better. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to like project on you or anything, but that just reminds me. That's like, when I was listening to you, that reminded me of how I am. Whenever I travel internationally, it's always like, <gasps> I'm excited, but I'm scared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. And thankfully, no one. Well, I mean, like, anti blackness is global. So、um, I'm sure it wasn't like all peaches and cream, but like, there wasn't anyone like, like, you were afraid someone would come after you or try to hurt you or anything. You didn't experience any of that when you went to London, right? Right. Okay. It was actually a great trip, but I will admit that I feel like I oftentimes. Restricted myself while over there、mm-hmm. to doing certain things out of fear.、Mm, yeah. Because of what my, my granddad saying prior to me leaving,、mm-hmm. um, I just was like, maybe I should stay in, maybe I shouldn't go out, or maybe I, you know, of course, when you go to the UK 
or just anywhere in Europe, um, it's easy to travel to other countries. So we would have breaks on the weekends. Some students would go and go to Scotland or some would go and go over to um, France to Mm -hmm. take their train to Paris. Mm -hmm. And Paris is a place that I would I've wanted I've always wanted to visit during that time Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go but I said no I'm not going and I had the money and I had people to go with but I said no I'm not going because Mm -hmm. out of fear that my granddad had projected on me prior to me leaving do you think that he was um trying to like I, I mean do you think that he was trying to scare you in that way? Do you think maybe he was trying to be helpful and it ended up not being so helpful? Um, like, what do you think his intentions were? When I definitely think his intentions were to keep me safe right. and keep me alarmed. Mm-hmm. But I definitely believe that his way of doing it or his word choice yeah. was kind of, you know, bad. Well, was bad. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, for lack of a better word, it was bad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I don't, I don't believe that his intentions were to scare me. I do believe that he wanted me to have a good time, mm-hmm. but I think that his word choice could have been a little bit more better, or his tone. And you can always, I think, also face expression. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to him. Oh, you're going over there. You know, they don't like black people. And it's like okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I'm like, mm. oh my gosh! Oh, was it because you were going to Europe? Would he have had a different something different to say if you were going to like, I don't know, Asia or somewhere in Africa or Latin America? Was it because you were going to Europe, or was it just the fact that you were going to another country? Period. That he felt like, oh, you I, need to, you know. I think it's because I was going to out of the country, mm, okay. and I think it was. Because it was my first time. Yeah. Because yeah. since then I have traveled more. And I would tell. I always tell him where I'm going. And he never. You know. throw. He, we never had that conversation like we did the first time. Mm, okay. So I think it was because I was traveling outside the country. But more specifically because it was my first time. Right. Yeah. Okay. So grandpa was just trying to help. You know. <laughs> I think. You know. Uh people depending on their personality and like um how long they've been on this earth you know they just tell it like it is and so it's like yes (laughs) yes most definitely sometimes (laughs) like with the best intentions but sometimes it it might have have adverse effects even if they don't mean it that way Um, yes so okay well i mean you still you know managed to make the best of it even if you were you know scared to do some things you know um (laughs) I'm sure everyone's been there, so it's it's no worries. And what um were you like in a dorm in London? Like, what was your living arrangement while you were there? Yes, um, all of my for all three study abroads, mm-hmm. I have lived in dorms. So we stayed. Um, I stayed in a dorm. It was actually very smaller than MSU, and I had a roommate. And we stayed there the whole time. Wait, how was it smaller? Like, how did y'all live? I mean, <laughs> were y'all like in a box or something? Maybe, okay, maybe, it, I be, yeah, it was smaller. Ooh. It had to, yeah, it was smaller. Okay. It wasn't, mm-mm, yeah, it was small. Mm-hmm. And it was empty. 
all we had was beds. I we I don't think we had any desks. Okay. We had a closet, and that was it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you have a safe place to sleep, I guess that's like the like the basic necessity of you know having a room, safe place to sleep. So. Yeah, I, it wasn't bad though because we were gone, you know, right. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, did you did you feel like what well, it's you were in in London, you were in England, so you you know spoke the same language there. So there's like that adjustment that you don't necessarily have to worry about. But were there other things that you felt like you um, were new to you or that you had to get adjusted to as far as being in England? Hmm. I mean, was it like the food or I don't um, know, the way yeah. people interact with each other? The food was um, different. Mm-hmm. It lacked a lot of flavor, I think. <laughs> Seasoning. Um, <laughs> it did. Um, the people... I think they did kind of, um, they did interact with, um, each other differently. Um, I can't really explain how, it's more of a, I don't know, I, their sense of humor is very different than, I think, mine, but mm. I think sense of humor is different to everyone depending upon the person but (laughs) I just feel like they I didn't really I don't want to say I didn't really they're very modest I think very um I don't know how to explain it Mm. they were just different but it wasn't in a way where I felt out of place right right like it wasn't too like okay it wasn't like I feel like because London is a very diverse city. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a place for everyone. Right. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering, I forgot to ask this when, um, when you mentioned it earlier. So you were... Um, you were kind of too scared to go to to Paris, take the train to Paris, or maybe like do other things because of like the certain fears that you had. But you <laughs> you went to Italy after the program was over, right? So yeah, was it um, like what was different about that? Like, had you gotten to a point where you were just like, I don't want to be scared anymore? Like, were the circumstances different that you decided to go to Italy um, as opposed to you know when you opted out of going to to Paris? Yeah, the circumstances were different. One, I had already bought my ticket to Italy post oh. me. <laughs> post me, uh, I mean, well, prior to me actually going to Europe, I mean, mm-hmm. to, well, to London first, I had already bought my tic- those tickets at the same time. So me going to Paris was kind of a spare of the moment, uh-huh. just go buy my ticket and go the next day. Mm-hmm. But I think after um, the two weeks, in um, London, mm-hmm. I think that I felt a little bit better okay. about going to Italy. And like I said, at that point, I couldn't back out. Um, I had kind of become adjusted. And I think the people I had traveled with, which is important, I think sometimes more important of, than where you're going to, mm-hmm. um, 
I had become adjusted to them as well. And I knew that we were going to have each other's backs. Mm -hmm. So I felt safe. And that was the first time I had ever traveled with them. Mm -hmm. So that also put a little, you know, heightened my anxiety, I guess you could say, um, before I had left to Ireland. I mean, not Ireland, but to London. I was... I heard my grandfather's voice in my head, and then I was thinking also, well, how am I going to interact with not just the people in London, but the people I'm traveling with? Right, and right. so since spending time with them those two weeks, you know, we got to learn each other, what takes each, other's off, each other off, you know, I was felt a little bit more safe. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was traveling alone as I have felt when I was going to London. Mm. Okay. And uh, and how did that turn out? You were in Italy for what, a few days. I was there for a week. Okay, and so, so I stayed in. Oh. I stayed in Rome, and then um, on a day trip, we took a train down to Naples, Italy. Mm. That was a great experience for the. That I think that was the first time I ever felt like I was out of the country. Mm. I didn't really. I feel like in. Um, London, it just reminded me of any major city mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, because it was kind of very diverse. They didn't dress, I feel like they didn't dress any different than how we dress. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we speak the same language. The food was a little unseasoned, but other than that, <laughs> you know, it was, I didn't see much of a difference. Right. Um, versus when I landed in Italy, people, had very strong accents sometimes they didn't even speak English Mm -hmm. and so um, that was a great experience the food was very different um, very tasteful um, and I think the culture was different as well and that was something that I think like I said finally hit me like wow you're actually out of the country so I think Mm -hmm. that experience was I think that kind of after leaving Italy I felt like yeah I need to travel more of the world Mm, versus if I would have just ended my trip in London I would have felt like okay everything is kind of the same except for these huge monuments Mm -hmm. you know you want to take pictures in front of but once I went to Italy I said yeah I'm out of the country (laughs) right yeah is that a part of why you wanted to like the next time you studied abroad you didn't want to go back to England because you kind of felt like um like been there done that or you just felt like it wasn't like um like in Italy it was different enough to where you actually felt like you were outside of of home mm-hmm. so it, you I'm I'm assuming you wanted to like cont- or replicate that the second time around which is why you twi- wanted to go to um Amsterdam Yes. Okay. Yes, most definitely. And um, I think at the time I was also concerned with visiting more countries than actually like going to a country that I wanted to actually visit, if that makes sense. I was just, oh, well, it's a different country and it matches up with my major. I'll just go versus... Do you actually want to go there? Do you actually want to study there? Do you know the culture or even want to learn the culture, Mm. you know, that they have there? Um, And so, yeah, you're right. That's part of the reason why I was more leaning towards going to Amsterdam versus going to Cambridge Mm -hmm. 
at first. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, you know, trying to uh, go somewhere different and um, experience as many different places as possible. So, but also, like you said, Cambridge is like, you know, I'm sure it made you look really, really good on paper. So I can totally (laughs) understand why you, why you went there instead. Yes. So what were, so um, you said you were basically, you went alone, you were basically in you're basically an international student at Cambridge, right? Yes. So was that for, um, I know you mentioned this, but I've, I forgot. I'm sorry. Was this for an entire semester or during a summer? It was during the summer. It was a summer semester. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And so what were you studying while you were at Cambridge? A little bit of everything. I was studying political science, Mm -hmm. um, econ, econ, uh, Mm, what else did I study? I had to study the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what else? Just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, to be honest, I was studying <laughs> so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really, it was really political science and econ, though, that I was really, that w- those were my main focuses because they crossed over to Madison. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. And what was the, um, what was like the process? Did you just apply to the program, or did you have to like, was it a more, um, was it a more intense application process because you were going to Cambridge? I wouldn't say it was more intense, but it did acquire a lot more. So I had to apply to MSU first. Mm. MSU had to accept me, and then I had to apply to Cambridge, and Cambridge had to accept me. And then from there, they sent a formal letter of congratulations, you've been accepted. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long was that process? I think I applied in November of 2015. I didn't get it accepted to MSU until probably the beginning of December 2016. I didn't get accepted into Cambridge until March of 2000. I'm sorry. Those were 2015. Mm-hmm. So I applied November 2015, got accepted. That's MSU. Got accepted mm-hmm. into MSU December 2015. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get my acceptance letter into Cambridge until I want to say March of 2016. Okay. So it was kind of hectic because also I didn't know if I would get accepted. And with that, I was still deciding on whether or not I wanted to pick Amsterdam. And Amsterdam had a deadline to when I had to say I wanted to accept or decline. Mm -hmm. And so I declined. And probably I want to say in February, and I was really kind of going out on a <laughs> on a limb, like, okay, here I am. Let's hope Cambridge accepts me. So it right. was it was a very rigorous process, and you had they gave you um, a lot of books you had to read, a list of books you had to read before going and you wanted to take notes and it was very intense mm. it was not the application part but the program part itself was very intense mm. yeah i bet and so you were, were you in in class every single day since you were studying so many different things 
Yes. Okay. I was in class every day. I had two classes um, a day. Mm-hmm. It would start, so my day would usually start, I would wake up in the morning and um, go down to breakfast. And then after that, I would go to class. And then in between class, we had um, a lecture hall we had to attend where we had guest speakers that talked about um, various subjects that students were studying at mm-hmm. Cambridge. Yeah. And then after that, um, I had another class. Then after that class, I had to go to um, dinner. And then I would have the rest of the day to myself. Okay. And um, so when you were in class, I'm just wondering, because I talked to someone who went to Oxford and he was saying that he was it was like a tutorial tutorial system where instead of being like in a classroom with a bunch of other people, his classes Uh were like one on one with his professors. Was that uh, did you experience that or was it more like, you know, being in a like in a group classroom setting? It was a group classroom setting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And you, you went alone, um, as you mentioned. Were you yeah. able to make friends with other students or maybe outside of school? Were you able to like meet people that you clicked with? Yes. I actually, um, I, Cambridge was considered the best and worst of times for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did make a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing was is that although I was going along, it was still some students from MSU. We just didn't know each other. Ah, okay. So um, they were traveling. We never, because generally when you do a study abroad, I think, or from what I had experienced prior to this one, mm-hmm. was that we would kind of all try to travel together. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least know each, each other's uh, schedule. This wasn't that. Okay. We... Okay kind of all found each other on our own um we didn't know who was going until we almost got there and so um i made friends with those people and then it were it was students from australia and there were all it was also students um from the actual university i mean from the universe who were actual students at the university and not international students. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun too, but I did make a lot of friends. Oh, that's good. Yes. So you (laughs) you didn't have to worry about um, feeling lonely or anything because you were able to connect with people while you were there. Yeah. 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 A lot of people and I still keep in contact with them as well. Mm, That's good. That's really good. And um, so was it, how do you feel it compared to your first time in England? Was it kind of like all oh, this again? Like, was it kind of like, um, was it like, oh, like a same old, same old kind of feeling? Or was it, was it different? Was it more exciting? I mean, how did it compare to the first time? It was totally different. Mm. It was a class shock. Mm. Um, Cambridge is nothing like London. It is very small, mm-hmm. um, very elite, I think, mm. um, in every sense. <laughs> um, for instance, dorms, we had maids that would come and really? clean out dorms after 
like I think right after or during breakfast, mm-hmm. they bring us new t- towels, change our li- our um, linen, and then we also had um, butlers in the cafeteria. Our Aww. dinner for um, for dinner we would have them serve us like they would literally come out and serve us food and they had on tucks and bow ties and for our former our formal dinner which we had two of those they served us wine so it was a huge culture shock um it was huge class shock i'm sorry because i wasn't used to that and it was like wow but i think also it was even more of a class shock because the students whom I had became friends with were accustomed to that and I was not Mm -hmm. so it was you know they're carrying around Givenchy purchase or Givenchy however you want to pronounce it (laughs) purses to dinner and I'm like "Mm," you know (laughs) so so it was just like very different and i I would walk around campus and not see a black person. Oh, the my. aside from the black girl who's one of my close friends that was studying there with me from MSU. Yeah. Aside from her, the only black per- other black person I seen was a girl who was our um, butler. Or oh, wow. is that the proper term for a woman? But yeah. who was serving us food? So it was a huge class shock. And that was something I think I will never forget. Um, a difference, a, a diff. That's different from my first experience, but also my second experience was very different because um, there was a lot of terrorist attack going on during that time. Mm. So me and Paris just never get along because <laughs> I was supposed to go to Paris again the second time, but they had um, the terrorist attack in Nice. Mm. of France Mm -hmm. and then they also had um, an attack in Paris and um, so I'm like yeah maybe I should and I had bought my ticket Mm -hmm. and I had I was supposed to go one day and I'm like well I don't want to go this day because I don't want to miss class Mm -hmm. so then I was going to go on a weekend and I had changed my ticket and that cost money and then the day before I was going to go we were sitting in a bar, me and some of my classmates, and on the news had flashed something about Germany, a terrorist attack. So I'm like, maybe I should just stay <laughs> where I am <laughs> because I don't think that is, you know, very good. I should be traveling or, you know, safe for me to be traveling when all this is going on. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going with other people, but. I dropped out at the last moment. I said, no, I don't feel safe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to put your safety first, especially when you're in a, a different country, you know. Yes. Um, so that's it, understandable. What, what were you going to say? It was actually so bad. Mm-hmm. I vividly remember being in my dorm and they were doing fireworks mm-hmm. and me and my friend had called each other like, are you OK? <laughs> Did you hear that? And we thought that they were bombing or something like it was terrible. Yes, it was terrible. And um, additionally, aside from the class um, shock Mm -hmm. um, and the terrorist attacks, it was also bad because I was in class. I was supposed to go to Ireland. Mm. And um, while 
over there because I'm like I'm over here for a month and some days I might as well travel elsewhere mm-hmm. and probably I shouldn't do this but I like to read people's blogs about their travel experiences mm-hmm. particularly black people when they go to certain places yes, yes. I have mm-hmm. read um, about a black girl who had went to Ireland and she said she rarely saw a black person mm-hmm. and she said that some people were rude to her and we were and this was in Dublin I'm like okay and that's where I was going to travel to and to make things worse um Maybe I shouldn't take it this way, but I had a class with a woman who was from Ireland. I forget which part, but it wasn't Dublin. Mm -hmm. And she was talking, and I was asking her questions, you know, about Ireland, telling her I was getting ready to go, but I was a little scared because I also read that there, the percentage of black people in Dublin was, I think, 2%. And so I'm like, "Uh, I don't really know if I really want to go. And she was telling me, no, I think you should go. I think, you know, you'll love it. And, you know, all this stuff. They are going to love you. And, you know, there isn't a lot of black. Okay. All right. So what was it? Was it two weeks ago we first? <laughs> yes. Tried two to weeks have ago. Conversation? Okay. So if I remember correctly, you were at Cambridge. And yes. you were con- contemplating going to Ireland. And then some Irish woman at Cambridge was telling you something in regard to visiting Ireland, and that's when it cut off. So, do you remember uh, what that moment was about? Like what what that lady was trying to tell you? Yes. Well, prior to me actually talking to the lady, I had did some research, mm-hmm. and I came across a blog of a black girl who went to Ireland, and she has said that she um, has some very terrible experiences there um just a lot of people staring at her at one point i think she was catching a city of transit and the guy the driver of the transit told her they don't um cater to her kind what and pulled off yes so i was kind of skeptical about going so i asked um one of the irish ladies in my class you know how is it And she was telling me that, um, well, there's not a lot of black people, she said, but Irish people are very friendly Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they will welcome you. And then right after that conversation, she asked me, can I take a picture with you? And it was a bit awkward to me because we weren't friends Mm -hmm. um, to where I felt like she could ask to take a picture with me. I felt like she was taking a picture with me because I was a black person yeah and she could go home and tell her other fan or show her family and friends that she met someone who was black or african-american and it kind of really made me feel uncomfortable Mm. so i just decided not to go to ireland Mm. okay was this was she a fellow student at cambridge she was yeah she was all right yeah that's that's kind of weird um so you didn't go to ireland you didn't go to paris did you end up going anywhere while you were in uh, while you were studying at Cambridge? No. The only place I ended up going to was London for the day, but okay. I had already been there. All right. All right. Well, I mean, that's fine. You know, every every excursion, every experience is different. So, And you uh, had to make the, the choices that you thought were best at the time. 
And yeah. you ended up getting to Ireland anyway, right? <laughs> yes. I, actually, I ended up getting to Ireland and Paris in the same year. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So it was kind of weird how everything panned out. But yeah. um, I, th- I like to say it was God's timing. I may mm. not have been uh, prepared to go during that time. Uh-huh. Um, I think I for lack of a better word, would have been very ignorant as to how to handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. If I if I did encounter um, what the black young lady had experienced, what she written about in her blog, I don't think I would have handled those situations correctly or maturely as I would have now mm-hmm. that I, you know, gone there. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, that I mean that sounds sometimes it's just not the right time yet, you know. Um, yeah. So so that was Cambridge. Um do you remember was there anything else that stuck out that you wanted to say about Cambridge? You had already said a lot when we spoke the last time, so um is there anything else that sticks out to you that you wanted to share about Cambridge? No, it was just a really an eye opening experience. Mm. Um just about my class, um, social economic status. Yeah. It was very eye-opening because I had not experienced anything like that. Having butlers from my dorm room, having um, butlers, you know, serve me food at breakfast and at dinner. It was very different to me. Yeah. And it was not like anything I had ever experienced mm-hmm. before. What did your? Because I remember you mentioned the whole the whole butler thing. Um, what did your family or, or friends think when you told them like we have butlers and and maids and the like? What did they? What was their reaction? They probably they really was. I think some of them thought that I was over exaggerating. Mm. Like, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. You're probably telling the story, and other people was like, "Oh, I would have been enjoying that," but it's kind of <laughs> just—I don't. They say that, but then once you experience it, it's totally different. Yeah, I feel like it would be weird because if you're not from a situation where you're used to being waited on, or mm-hmm. if you're not someone who's used to expecting like excellent service everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the situation where there are just people there, like, serving you or doing these things that you would normally do yourself. I mean, I can imagine how that could be awkward, you know? Um, Very. Yeah. And I mean, I think that I can expect someone waiting on me um, in certain situations. If I go to a hotel, mm-hmm. if I go to a restaurant, but to be in a dorm it was like huh you know (laughs) it was just a little weird because essentially prior to me going to Cambridge my dorm was at Michigan State was my new home I was no longer in my mom's home so I bought my own sheets I washed my own clothes Mm -hmm. when you go to the cafeteria you're serving kind of your own self to an extent and to go from that to spending a whole semester someone waiting on you coming in at a certain time changing your sheets Mm -hmm. um 
waiting for you, pouring you wine at dinner. It was just very different and it was strange and it kind of made me feel a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that you mention it, that kind of reminds me when I was um, doing a homestay in France, um, my host mom would change my sheets. Um, Mm. She wouldn't do, like, it was very... um, the way they were like they had their own lives and they were like okay you're gonna have to be like more independent because we're you know we have things to do whatever but um you know my host mom would still change my sheets from time to time and i remember one time because she was like uh she was saying what would be a good time for me to go into your room and change your sheets and i was like oh that's okay you don't have to do that and she looked Mm -hmm. at me like what is this girl talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Like, and she wasn't like my maid. There was just something, I guess, you know, she was probably doing a lot of laundry that day anyway. And was just like, okay, let me change Danielle's sheets too. And so I was like, I was trying to be like, it's okay. Like you don't have to. Yes. Do but she, no, she insisted like that whole summer I was there. She would change my sheets on a regular basis. And I was like, Oh my goodness. If my mom was here and I was, and she knew I was having this lady change my sheets, she would be so upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. And the thing was, Danielle, is that they were, it was every day. Yeah. You get new towels, <laughs> washcloths, and she would literally knock on my dorm. I, my mate, she would knock on the door on my dorm room door mm-hmm. and ask, "Was I ready?" Or could she come in and clean my dorm for me? And I would say, "Sure, <laughs> if you want to." <laughs> and she would come in and clean it. And part of the majority of the time she would clean it is when I was down eating breakfast. Mm. So. That is really for the Cambridge experience. Yeah. That was just very different for me. And um, although, like I said, at Michigan State, we don't have, we have a hand, um, a handful of black professors. Mm-hmm. At Cambridge, I never saw a black professor at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never saw a black student except for the African American girl who was with me from Michigan State University. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's got to be... I mean, on the one hand, maybe it's not surprising, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you want to look around and hopefully see a few people who look like you and to look and see that there's, like, basically none, almost. Yeah, and it's hard because being the only black person you... When they ask you certain questions, Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're speaking for an entire race and you want them to know, like, no, we are mosaic. There's, you know, Mm -hmm. we all come from different walks of life just because I'm telling you my experience. Because at one point towards the end of my program, I went and I had um, tea with my professor and he was talking to me about all that was transpiring in the U.S. with Black Lives Matter. Mm, He was asking me, well, how do you feel about it? You know, and how does it affect you and the work that you're doing? And it was like, okay, I can tell you how it affects me and I can tell you what's going on in my personal life, but I want you to know that I'm it's only, you're only getting a snippet of 
what everybody else's experience as well. Everybody right. else is going through so it affects everybody else differently. Right. And some people may not be affected by it. Some people may. Exactly. You're like one of millions of black people, literally. So getting your perspective is, I'm sure it would be helpful, but like, you know, that's just Justin's take on it. There are yeah. tons of others, you know? So, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure that that whole experience must have been so, um, just so many uh, new things for you. <laughs> yes. So many it, was situations. Re- it was rewarding, but yeah. it was stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was the, do you think, um, was it being in an environment where there weren't a lot of people like you or was it the, like the rigor of your studies that was the most stressful? I think it was a combination of both. I would say that, um, while I was at MSU, I'm in an environment where a lot of people, some people don't come from the same background as me. I feel like because I was in the U.S., they're somewhat knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I can't say everybody of what's going on in my life. I mean, what, you know, the sort of background I come from mm-hmm. versus being at Cambridge where it's a melting pot of at least my class was so many different ethnicities and backgrounds um, that played a lot of into it too because like I feel like America America doesn't really have a culture I mean but hmm. you, you know that's a whole nother subject but um, <laughs> trying to teach them how you live as an American mm-hmm. but also as an African American yeah you know yeah it's different so, it's, it's yeah, really it's, different and it's hard to explain that to people who come from Australia, people who are from, I'm trying to think of where everybody else is from, the the bulk of the people are from Australia, Mm -hmm. Um, Hong Kong, um, people that come from other parts of Europe. It was hard to explain that to them. Yeah. You know, and especially at a time where um, so much was going on in the U.S., it became draining to speak like I said again for a whole or felt like you were speaking for a whole race right yeah and it's hard because even um you know you talk about living as um like as an American and then like you know living as an African American as well like it's hard when like other like non-black Americans don't even understand you you know so it's like like for example I had um this coworker, she was Russian. Um, mm-hmm. She was living in the UK, so she was, you know, somewhat cultured, and um, you know, had been to had hadn't been far outside of Europe, but had like traveled to all these different countries and whatnot. And we were talking about something, and I mentioned soul food to her. Like I had to explain soul food because um, we were talking about. I think we were just talking about our cultures, like what type of cultural like what our favorite food was or something from our uh, our culture that we thought was like a really a signature dish and she was telling me about hers and then I mentioned soul food and she had never heard of it and I, I was explaining to her about how like you know how enslaved people took scraps and make made a cuisine out of it and that's kind of like our thing now um mm-hmm. and uh she was like wow I had I 
no idea. I'd never learned about this. And then I remember saying, it was just a one-off comment, but it still sticks to me now. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's okay. You had never been to the States. And honestly, a lot of people who aren't black, who are American, don't know anything about us anyway. <laughs> so, but it sounds really sad, but it's true. <laughs> yes, it is so true. <laughs> Like you don't have to feel bad. Like you're from a completely different country. You've never even set foot in the states. It's okay. You don't know about this thing. There are people who see us every day, live it's next to us. Out. We talk to every all the time, and there's just so much they don't know or understand about us. Yes. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, that's that's real. It's definitely real. Um, okay, so that was. Oh, I did want to ask. Um, so at Cambridge, you were there for an entire semester. So did you just have like, um, like your normal final exams and final projects, and that was it, or did you have to come back and do some sort of like study abroad assessment thing when you went back to MSU? No, I actually, I think I mentioned this in our last talk. Mm-hmm. I um, actually had papers. I think there were like three different papers, seven mm-hmm. pages each, mm-hmm. and they were submitted to Cambridge, their professors. And um, it was actually due, I think, a week after I left Cambridge. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. For three different classes. So that was that. I never... Um, and I wouldn't... So it ended at the beginning of August. I wouldn't receive my grades back until mid-October. Oh okay. wow! Okay, yeah, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. So that was at MSU, and then you graduated from MSU, went to Georgetown, where you are now. Um. Might I ask why Georgetown? Um. To be honest, I didn't want to go anywhere in. Michigan mm-hmm. and um, while I was at Georgetown Jolice I mean not at Georgetown while I was at Cambridge Jolisa Brooks who's you know my mentor mm-hmm. my close friend who just graduated from Yale yep um, she did she, yes great 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 she <laughs> um, introduced me to a girl named Aya who graduated from Georgetown in undergrad and was attending Cambridge for her master's as a Gates Cambridge scholar. Mm. And so while I was there, we met up and she was just talking to me about Georgetown and I figured um, I should apply. And so I applied to George Washington, Georgetown, and I was on the verge of applying to Columbia. Um, My test scores wouldn't be back in time. Mm. Um, so I just ended up going to Georgetown because that was the better of the two. Yeah. So were you, uh, what, did you want to be in DC? Was that like where you wanted to be? So you just, um, that's why you applied to those schools or did you in general just want to be on the East coast? I wanted to go to, um, be in DC. I didn't realize that until I did my internship with Congress, Mm -hmm. the semester, that I graduated so I did the Washington study away mm-hmm. and I was like okay I like DC and this is you know of course the capital of 
politics. So I'm like, okay, this is where I think I want to be. And so while there, I took tours of, actually, I only took a tour of Georgetown. I didn't take a tour of uh, George Washington. Mm -hmm. Took a tour of Georgetown and met the faculty, met the dean of the college, and was like, I think I really like it here. Nice. And ended up applying and got accepted like a few months later. Okay. Cool. Cool. I was just curious, um, you know, a lot of Madison people end up going to D.C. Um, yes. So I just figured I'd ask why you in particular chose, you know, D.C. and Georgetown and all that. Um, okay, cool, cool. And uh, so you're at Georgetown and you, this summer, mm-hmm. was it this summer or was it in the spring? This summer. Summer, right. You went to Ireland for yes. another study abroad experience. Yes. Uh, was that was that something you were required to do or something you just wanted to do or was there something about that program in Ireland that appealed to you most like what was your motivation for participating in this it was something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, I was literally um, when I went through the orientation they mentioned the study abroad but the study abroad was going to London mm-hmm. They well they usually go to London and I'm like, well, okay, it doesn't matter. I want to do a study abroad in my um, grad experience mm-hmm. because, of course, it's gonna I'm going to be studying different work, I guess you could say. So um, I just applied, and I ended up getting accepted. And once I got accepted, they said that we were going to Ireland. And right then, I didn't want to go anymore. <laughs> oh, like, wow. <laughs> I don't think I want to go because I have flashbacks <laughs> of when I was at Cambridge. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to go anymore. <laughs> but I figured my study abroad was only for a week. Um, it was a post-study abroad. So, like, the my first time studying abroad at MSU. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, it shouldn't be that bad. If all else fails, I'll just go to class and stay in my dorm the whole day <laughs> and not go outside. But it ended up being such a rewarding experience. While I was there, um, I was working on the public affairs team for the Special Olympics. And um, that's the reason why I was going there and working on a campaign. And so so after that, um, I mean, that's basically why I was there. Mm -hmm. So I took classes while there, did research while there worked on a presentation while there um, with group members and uh, presented it in front of the Special Olympics. And so that was that. From there, people went separate ways. Some people went to London. Some people went to, I want to say, Switzerland. Um, Prior to going to Ireland, a few days before I went to Iceland. And um, Mm. so, yeah. That's that's so cool. That was only wait. So all that was just a week. Your time in Ireland. Yes. Wow. It was so quick. Yeah, you had to do a lot. Huh? No, I was just saying you had to do a lot in in one week. Yes, very stressful. (laughs) So, (laughs) and yeah. So after that, I came back home and I had like a quick assignment I had to do, Mm -hmm. and um, that was it. That was the bulk of my time in Ireland. It, It was. A great experience. It um, I made a lot of friends through my program. Yeah, it wasn't bad like I thought it would be. <laughs> the people were friendly. Um, 
<laughs> the bars and temple bar area is everything you think it is. Um, and I actually wouldn't mind going back. I would love to go go along the coast. Yeah. Go to the cliffs. Um, but I really actually enjoyed it. That's good. That's good. Were you in Dublin, I'm assuming? Yes, I stayed in Dublin. Okay. And I studied at Trinity mm. College. Yes. Okay. And um, you said you presented in front of the Special Olympics Committee. Like, what was that like? Were you nervous? Was it a group of you presenting? Yes. It was a group presentation, but we, right, of course, okay. had our own little part. Yeah. It was leading up to it, it was so stressful mm-hmm. and I was nervous. Um, but it was a great experience. It was yeah. a great experience. Um, while we were also over there, we got to um, go inside other different um, companies and see what their um, public relations was like. Mm-hmm. And so, public relations, public affairs, I'm sorry, public affairs. Um, was like so it was really cool it was really really cool and I didn't realize how a lot of things intersect with the government and policy so Mm. it was really really interesting yeah yeah sounds like it yeah you went to Google right yes I went to Google now I I have a question so um, I might be mistaken but isn't Dublin like a hub for like tech and startups like like especially for like the Europe, like Middle East, Africa region, aren't there like a lot of like Dublin? tech companies in Dublin? Yeah, the Google headquarters. Yeah, but I feel yes. like it's not just them, right? I feel like there are a lot of no, and I didn't know that it's yeah. actually the headquarters for. I want to say it's Europe. I know for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the whole continent of Africa. I mm-hmm. believe so. But I, my ear plays tricks on me sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, he said Middle East. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, um, so it might be like Middle East, Northern Africa kind of thing. That's what I was thinking. Or okay. I think he said Eastern Africa. But when I tried to ask my classmates, they said, no, the whole continent of Ooh, Africa. Okay. So, yeah, it's booming. And yeah. I did not know that until I went there. And then that's probably because I didn't do much research <laughs> I was so stressed <laughs> yeah I can't even remember where I heard that but that surprised me because I just um I don't know I just think of Ireland as being like a small very green country well not it's not like small small but you know what I mean like very green country and mm-hmm. like you know supposedly warm people I don't know I've never been but I never thought of it as like a tech or startup hub but apparently in Dublin there's just a whole lot of that going on um, yes it's cool um, yeah yeah so that's neat that's so neat you got to do all that and Iceland what was Iceland like you went there before you went to Ireland right so how was yeah. that oh, to be very honest I haven't been to many countries mm-hmm. <laughs> but Iceland similar to Costa Rica yeah and Amsterdam is like a country I have never visited before. It was just so peaceful. It's expensive, mm. <laughs> but it's so peaceful. And the time in which I went was late June, early July. They have twenty-four hour daylight. Yeah, yeah. Which was so weird because <laughs> I could not go to sleep. <laughs> but Iceland was 
beautiful. I stayed right by the water. I went to the Blue Lagoon. Um, it was absolutely amazing. I really wish I could have stayed um, a little bit longer mm-hmm. to go to wa- the waterfalls, and they have a black sand, a black sand beach, yeah. and to see some wild horses. But it was really amazing. It was really amazing. I planned it in the spirit of the moment because I'm like, well, I can just, it's right there. I can just fly <laughs> there. And, you know, I've never known anybody to go to Iceland. And so from, you know, the people that I hang around or my family. Yeah. So I figured I might as well go. And I went by myself on a slow solo trip, planned everything, and I went. And it was amazing. Wow. It was very relaxing, too. Good on you, good on you. Uh, going somewhere, you know, a country you've never been, spare the moment, and you plan it all and, and doing it all yourself. That's that's great. You know, that takes, I mean, it might not have sound, uh, sounded or felt like a lot at the time, but that's, you know, that can take, you know, um, at least a little bit of bravery to do something like that. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm you. glad you did that and that you had a great time. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um Wow. Okay. So I'm trying to think where I want to go with this. Do you, I mean, they were, so they were all in like the same area, like, you know, going to London and then going to Cambridge and then going to Ireland. Like you were, you know, they're all in like the same part of the world. Um, but I know like their focuses were kind of different. Um, I guess I'm wondering if, if you had like, um, a favorite between your three study abroad experiences or if not so much a favorite um, one that was like more impactful than the others I would say both Ireland and I would say all of them actually equally mm. okay. because I feel like they all served a different purpose Right. my right. first um, study abroad to London that was the first time I ever been out the country mm-hmm. that opened up my eyes to knowing that there's more out in the world mm-hmm. than the small place in which I come from and then Cambridge made me realize um, that there are different people than me mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the social economic <laughs> status and then, um, and it taught me to be appreciative of where I come from and realize that sometimes we may want the butlers or we may want to go to this university that's well-renowned or, you know, may want to be taught by some of the best professors, but it comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. cost may be having to speak up for what may feel like a whole entire race mm. or it may come it may come at a cost of stepping out of your comfort zone and not seeing people who look like you every day yeah um and ireland taught me to be fearless regardless to what everyone else say you need to go and see it for yourself you know mm-hmm. regardless to what the irish woman had told me to there wouldn't be a lot of black people and you know regardless to what the black girls blog said about Mm -hmm. how she had some a a bad experience I needed to go see it for myself and not to be afraid right and so they all served a different purpose 
and um each one i'm very appreciative of yeah that's good that's good um did you because uh, i know you you had from the girl whose blog you read and then the irish woman you talked to who kind of gave you like you know like weird vibes or whatever um you know having already had that in your mind but then going to ireland for yourself did you experience any of the um any sort of like negative occurrences that you might have been trying to brace yourself for or was it chill um, i mean i don't no. know how how it was for you no i didn't i actually i had a great time mm-hmm. i did see a few black people <laughs> but no i did <laughs> I didn't I didn't experience anything bad. Mm-hmm. Um I had I really had a great time. Um the people were nice. They wanted I they could tell I was a tourist of course, mm-hmm. but I didn't experience anything bad. I had a great experience. Yeah. Um I think if anything the bad experiences came from my classmates because we all have different personalities. Right, right. A short amount of time to work on something and present it. But I had a wonderful time. I really did. That's wonderful. Yeah. And um, do you have any other travel plans coming up? Or if not plans yet, are there any places that you would really like to go? <sighs> you just had to ask me this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, me and my cousin are planning a trip mm-hmm. to Thailand. Ooh supposedly Phuket is that how you pronounce it I guess I I don't yes Thailand um that's down south like where the beaches are right yes okay so that should be a lot of fun I'm hoping to go to somewhere in Africa for like a graduation present Mm -hmm. because I graduate this upcoming school year Mm um I would love to do that and I heard Beyonce is playing another tour and it's supposed to she's supposed to have some tours in South America and I'm hoping she go to Brazil so I can have a reason to go there. Oh wow. So, <laughs> I would love to go to Brazil. Yeah. Um that's all that I can think of abroad. I would love to travel um domestically to mm-hmm. along the East Coast during the fall time I hear it's beautiful. Ooh, I would love to yeah. go to Seattle. I haven't been to Las Vegas. Um, I've been to Texas, but I haven't been to Houston. Mm. And I would love to go to San Francisco. I think yeah. that's really it. Yeah. I I'm, I'm really am a person who loves... I love to travel, but I really am not a person who wants to be turned up the whole time. Like, I mind... <laughs> like, I don't... like. It's weird, but Mm -hmm. I love Boston. I Mm -hmm. stayed in Cambridge in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, And I didn't, like, go out and party or anything. I just relaxed. And I went out to the, um, what is the water? I got the water name. But I went towards the water, um, and it was just peaceful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need all that drinking, going <laughs> to the club, like, I'm cool. But those are just some of the, so Thailand, somewhere in Africa, and I would love to go to Brazil. Yeah. And I would like to go to Greece, but Greece is so expensive to get there. 
But oh, those okay. are a few places that I would love to go to. Yeah, that sounds like plenty. Um, all those sounds like wonderful places to go. I really hope that you and your cousin, you said? Yes. Um, get to go to Thailand and have a wonderful time. Um, yeah, that all sounds awesome. And I'm, I'm I'm there with you. Oh, I'm not really like a party person anyway. But like when I go places, usually it's like, it's, I don't know, maybe it's strange. Usually when I travel somewhere new, it's like I'm so grateful to be there that I don't really, maybe I maybe I don't plan enough to like go see things or do things. Like, of course, there are like attractions or whatnot, but sometimes uh-huh. I'll just feel like so glad to be there and I just want to soak it in. Like, I'll just go somewhere yeah. and just like sit and people watch or go somewhere and, and read and just like take in everything around me. And it's like, oh my gosh. So glad that I'm here. Like, <laughs> yes, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I mean, of course, you have like your little checklist or whatever, but I try to like not make it so much about checking this off or doing this or going here or like doing everything that there is to do and just kind of just appreciating being in that place and that for that moment in time. So, yeah, yeah I totally get you, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, of course, there, there's a time for like checking things out and all that and and partying and whatnot um but then there's also like you said just kind of taking a breather you know yeah yeah yes most definitely (laughs) (laughs) um okay okay and i'm sorry if you mentioned this last time already but um i just wanted to ask do you remember uh with your you know your study abroad experiences were there any um scholarships that helped you um, or any other ways of funding that um, helped enable you to participate in these programs? Um, yes. So at MSU, I applied for the MSU FCU scholarship, study abroad scholarship. Mm-hmm. And for my first study abroad, it was a subsidized trip. So everybody received a scholarship okay. for that. My Georgetown study abroad was I don't think it was funded it was I think just financial aid okay. it wasn't a specific scholarship yeah um and then also if this is the part where I can give advice mm-hmm. I always tell um students to make sure that they become or develop a relationship with professors yeah. and deans of their college because Cambridge was considered one of the most expensive study abroads in James Madison or just at MSU and um, while I received funding from uh, MSU FCU um, and some scholarships in James Madison um, it didn't cover the whole thing and I reached out to the deans of my college and they wrote a check for me Mm. submitted through I guess financial the student financial aid system and they processed it to my account. So a lot of, in my first study abroad, I mentioned this earlier um, in our talk, I didn't know anything about the study abroad Mm -hmm. because I was close to my professor. She knew about it and she recommended me and she CC'd me in an email with the professor who was actually over the study abroad. So it's important to have relationships with your professors in your deans because you never know what may come out of it yeah yeah that's a really really good tip yeah for sure and it and it seemed to have helped you a lot thus far so 
yes. you can speak from experience <laughs> the value yes. of of knowing your professors and your deans well so yeah yes yeah really good advice and uh, last but not least where can people find you or connect with you online if you want them to um if not that's okay too just <laughs> oh no problem um on facebook i am justin d gartner g-a-r-d-n-e-r mm-hmm. and on instagram i am justin d gartner g-a-r-d-n-e-r mm-hmm. i don't have a twitter and on linkedin i'm just the same so everything is the same um contact username justin d gartner yeah okay wonderful um well thank you so much i know it's been like uh and kind of an issue trying to <laughs> yes we trying to get this together <laughs> um we were doing so well at first and then and then not so much and then I had to reschedule and I had to reschedule again but we we finally got it together and finally were able to finish the conversation I felt so good about how we were doing at first I was like oh no I can't, I can't we have to finish this you know yes <laughs> so I'm really glad that it worked out um yeah thank you so much for taking the time and telling me about your experiences I hope uh, you enjoyed it as much as I have um I, uh, and, and thank I thinking you thinking of me. Huh? Thank you for thinking of me. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Thanks my pleasure. Lot. Yeah. I um you know, that's it's it's so good that you were posting on Facebook while you were away because I was like, Oh yeah, him. I'll ask him when he comes <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't see much of each other in James Madison. I remember one time I finally met you. Yeah. Was that the parade of honors you were being honored oh yeah i think it was your grad it was your senior year maybe mm-hmm. yeah yeah you jolisa um i forget who else but mm-hmm. and we had that picture of all of us together yeah i remember that one yes yes, <laughs> yes. i think we might have also because you know they had so many career days we might have been at the same career day one time but maybe i don't know but yeah no for sure we didn't really get to see your talk each other or talk much and I miss you but you know thankfully still been able to keep tabs you know online yes. and I'm really glad that you were you know made public you know your travels and what you were up to because um you know then people like me can reach out to you and be like hey look, yes. look, I want to know more <laughs> yes and I'm always willing to talk <laughs> so yeah this has been really great um yeah I'm just I'm so appreciative um so i hope you enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend and then have classes started classes don't start back until what like end of this month lord have mercy yes start at the end of this month begin the next month okay well good luck to you on your uh last year of grad school um thank you i don't know what that's like at all but i hear it's really hard and super trying um but or it can be um and I just hope that, you know, you make it to the end and I'm sure you're going to feel so proud of yourself and it's just going to be so rewarding to finally make it um, to the end there. So I hope you have a fabulous last year of grad school. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, it's late. So um, I'm going to go to bed <laughs> okay. and I'll talk go to you uh, some other time, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather okay. than later. Okay. 
yes you have a blessed evening and thank you again so much and i hope that you um do well in all your future endeavors as well i really appreciate it oh thank you thank you likewise all right well you have a good night talk to you later you as well bye-bye All right, y'all, there it is. Thanks to Justin for being such a wonderful guest. By the time you hear this, you will probably either have started classes already or um, will have at least made your transition back to DC in preparation for starting classes again. So I just wanna say good luck to you and I wish you nothing but the best in continuing your your graduate studies and uh, whatever else comes to follow that. And I hope you like how it all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out uh, the website, younggiftedandabroad.com. And as always, uh, please continue to listen on SoundCloud or ACAST. And also, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for next week, I have someone who uh, whom I met in elementary school, actually. Uh, we went to school together for a really long time and kind of went, you know, our own way after graduating from high school. And uh, she is a really interesting person. She's kind of a, a free spirit with very interesting tastes, um, especially as it concerns like holistic living and um, fashion and also DJing. Uh, So, uh, sounds kind of eclectic, but once you hear her and get a feel for uh, how she is, you'll you'll see that it's actually very uh, fitting, um, considering the type of person she is. But um, while she was in university, she uh, spent some time in Paris studying uh, fashion merchandising and also doing a little bit of fashion design as well. And so, she's going to be talking about that. You'll hear all about her time in Paris next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time. Be rich as Rockefeller.